Ladies and gentlemen, you are now listening to the Mr. Embryo Show. Permanecer sentados, por favor. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Mr. Embryo Show. Uh, this is a show where I get to sit with some of my favorite people and just pick their brains about their different interests and their passions um, in hopes that I can find um, nuggets of wisdom that I can pass along to my kids. I am a father of two, and I know they're going to have lots of questions that I don't have the answers for, and hopefully I get to talk to people that do. The second episode is going to be about music. I mean, music in general is, is such a broad topic, and I know I'm going to have to have future episodes where I, I kind of do deep dives on, on um, different uh, faz- facets of music. But this is the first episode uh, where I get to dive in, into a subject that uh, I think is, is very important to me. A lot of my life kind of revolved around music. Um, this episode turned out to kind of kind of be in its own way, uh, like a behind the music episode for uh, the band that I started, um, because my guest was uh, the drummer from that band. Uh, his name's Kevin Dawes, and uh, he's been playing the drums for like 20 years so like myself he he also has uh has that passion for music and even bigger passion than i have because he actually when he got to college he actually studied uh music but yeah we're gonna get into that uh as far as you know trying to pass along um my musical taste to my kids you know i don't know how uh we'll see how how i go how i go about that at least my my two-year-old is um is a big fan of YouTube. I know. Uh, <laughs> I, I we we couldn't escape it. I, I know we're supposed to like limit screen time and everything, but um, it was just uh, sometimes me and my wife would just get overwhelmed. <laughs> So we would just turn on YouTube. It seemed to calm them down. And there's some positives to it. She got to learn, you know, kids songs and stuff from that. But yeah. Uh, and sometimes I would sneak in um, to interrupt her baby shark or uh head shoulders knees and toes <laughs> whatever she's listening to sometimes i'm sneaking uh um something that uh i would want her to eventually enjoy you know we i'd sneak in like a newfound glory or like a param- paramore music video and we'd, we'd rock out to that but actually these girls i'm finding are, are kind of just discovering music on their own we'll just be playing the radio and clementine heard like seven rings from ariana grande once <laughs> she became hooked she like kind of learned the lyrics on her own she even like would do her own like dance that was actually like on point to the to the beat uh or like she discovered Billie eilish because she happened to be she just happened to be on the room while we were watching uh, snl and Billie eilish was a guest and performed um bad guy um, and she did this trippy thing where it looked like she was, uh, you know, dancing on the ceiling and stuff. But Clem loved that little uh, performance and she would make me rewind it and watch it over and over again. So Clementine's a big fan of Billie Eilish. My uh, my other daughter, Corey, who just turned one. It's so funny. We were watching the show Atlanta starring Donald Glover, a.k.a. Childish Gambino. And dur- during the end credit scene, Nas's If I Ruled the World imagine that featuring lauren hill was a song that played <laughs> we just saw Corey like stop and like look up and she just started like bouncing like just grooving to the beat it was so funny like we've never seen her dance like that before like we've seen her like bounce to other songs but when that song came on like that was you could tell like that was her jam and she was just like um she was really feeling that one so um you know i, I have faith in them they're gonna they're gonna find music on their own the last part of the show is going to be a fun exercise that me and Kevin did where we had to choose 10 music artists um, that we want 
future generations to still listen to. So it doesn't necessarily ha- mean like just the, the greatest musicians of all time, but just like 10 artists that you wouldn't want to get lost in time. Um, 10 artists that uh, future generations should listen to and appreciate and, and maybe develop their own musical taste from, from there. This exercise was so hard to do. Like 10 is not nearly enough for all the mu- musicians and, and artists that you want to include on this list. So before I get to the episode, though, I, I feel like I, I do have to address what's going on right now at the time of this recording. A pandemic has hit where coronavirus has just spread all around the world. And it's... um. It's kind of been a scary time, you know, even businesses are shutting down. So it's like, it's it's, it's been a, a difficult and, and scary time for, for a lot of people. But um, if, if there are any positives that we can take away from it, you know, people are more and more starting to feel like a sense of, of community in a way, like we're, we're really looking out for each other uh, and also just appreciating the little things, maybe things that we, we took for granted. And one of those things is music. So hopefully this episode that me and Kevin... Um, share with you uh, where we talk about music and explore music can be an escape uh, for anyone that needs it. And also just a reminder to revisit some of the music that you love, um, music that kind of maybe shaped who you are today, and maybe explore music that you haven't experienced before. You know, take this time to to seek out new music or maybe even play an instrument. So I hope you enjoy this episode. I hope you can listen, maybe even laugh and grow. With me on the Mr. Embryo Show. Say hi, Corey. Hi. <laughs> well, I did want to ask uh, the origin story first before I did get to the music stuff. Like, because I, so I had fun learning about Chris. Yeah, this could be uh, like your thing. <laughs> so, so in, the, in the first episode of this podcast, we asked our friend Chris, and I've known this guy for like over 20 years, like 25, 25 years or so. And I didn't know until this podcast where the name Christopher came from. And it actually came from Christopher Columbus because his name was so close to Columbus Day. And it's weird because we've known him, like we, you've known yeah. him for a long time yeah. too. I just like assumed it was, because um, Christian was a popular name. I just yeah, assumed yeah. they took that because it was a thing. At the yeah, time we brought up like, and and especially with the Filipinos because a lot of us are uh, Catholics. I think that country is like 80% Catholic. So we thought it was that, but no, it was Christopher Columbus. <laughs> so does Kevin Dawes have any, <laughs> is there any meaning behind Kevin Dawes? Yeah. Uh, so when I asked my mom about this uh, a few years ago, uh, I'm pretty sure she told me that it was just a name that they liked at the time. There was no background for it at all. No. I wish, I wish I had a good story, but <laughs> as far as I remember, Kevin. No. yeah, but my middle name is Richard. And so yeah. that was, that was because my, my grandfather. Oh, okay. So that's a, that, yeah. That's cool, though. Yeah. Well, Did until, you know your grandfather? Were you close to him at all? Uh, I knew him, but I mean, I wouldn't yeah. say close, but yeah. yeah, like I knew him. But it's, pe- people just call me Dick Dawes a lot when they find that out. Yeah. And I was like, guilty it's of like, that. Like, like, <laughs> Kevin Dick Dawes. It's hilarious. <laughs> so original. God. I, I just, I, again, like I told you, I don't like how my name has like one syllable in it. I wish I had like more syllables. What do you mean? Kevin your name's, Dawes. Your name's like, two syllables. Okay, Wait, well, your name's three syllables. Okay, well, Kevin Dawes. It doesn't Dawes. even equal like five syllables. So. What? I don't know. I just thought it's weird. Kevin does. It sounds... Uh, it's musical. Kevin does. I guess it could be. Well, well, well unless you go like Kevin Dick does. Ooh, Why Kevin don't you just Dick own the does. Dick does? Dick does. I guess I could. Okay. So, you're, so your grandpa was Richard. Is that Jack's dad? That was my mom's dad. What was your, mo- what was your mom's name? Her, her, her name was Barbara. Barbara. Which is funny because right now, like, 
Barb the, like, from dude, The Bachelor. Yeah. Yeah, when, when we were talking shit about Barb. <laughs> You're like, dude, like, my mom is my, Barb. Yeah, it's messed up. But does your mom go by no, Barb? No, no she, uh, she doesn't by her full name. I mean, I don't call her Barbara, but... What's his face, Chris, on uh, the first episode, going back to that episode again? Um, he thought your mom was Molly. <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah, Is yeah, your mom Molly? But Molly's your that. dog, right? Yeah. Or it was your dog. He did or, say that, dude. Is your dog Molly? That was my mom's uh, first dog. Did she get a new dog? Yeah, she has a new dog. She gave her the name Zoe. Oh, Zoe. Uh, and you had so, a cat named Seau, right? That, that was my sister. Dang, look at you. <laughs> <laughs> my sister. Oh, we spent a lot of time in, in your garage. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and we would see Seau, we would see Molly, because um, going back to music, uh, finally, uh, yeah, we used to have a band. Well, we eventually became Jack Sassable. It was like what the main band a lot of us knew a lot of us knew us for. But we started out as a band called Annoyance, which was um this was when we were like started out like a Blink one eighty two cover band, Blink one eighty two, right. Newfound Glory, um, Good Charlotte. <laughs> like <those> bands. We <laughs> yeah, covered we those bands we and we were called Annoyance. But I'm kinda of jumping ahead here, but since we were talking about your family and hanging out at your garage, your garage was the main space. It was your garage, sometimes my garage. Yeah. But mostly your garage was a space where we would um, just have our, our band practice. When we, we were annoyance, we were in your garage. Yeah, and that's then, true. Uh, when we started to add more people, that's when we went to my... And it was funny because the only reason we went to my house is because at the time my car was like in bad, bad shape. And like I was driving to, I think, your house and it was overheating. I was like, hey, can we just go back to my house? Like, oh, I don't, really? don't want to drive. Yeah. That's how I remember like the first time. Like I didn't even saying, know that. Yeah. <laughs> I thought yeah. it was just like, I, I thought your family was oh, like... I thought it was just like, oh, since your family's cool with us playing the garage, let's just practice. I don't even there. know if they were, man. They were just like, oh, are you serious? All right, <laughs> like, like they they weren't against it, but uh, I think we'd usually play on like on Sundays, and it was always like my dad watched football, yeah, and my mom would be watching, I don't know something, and I, I was really, always like, they never like really said anything. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't really. Uh, like when I would go in the house to go to the bathroom while you guys played, I'd be like, dude, that is so fucking loud. <laughs> what the hell? Because we're projecting the amps, I think, towards them. We weren't going to the Tor- street. Towards your parents? I think it was going to the, oh, yeah, towards my parents. Yeah. So, like, I, I would go to the bathroom and, like, dude, it was so loud. <laughs> and that was all the drums. So, But Barbara, and Jack and Barbara didn't say anything. They didn't seem to mind. How old are your parents right now? I think my dad's, like, in his uh, low 70s. My mom's, like, I think my mom just... <laughs> low 70s? It sounds like the oh, sorry. No. <laughs> I think he's in his mid, mid-70s. Sorry. I, I think my mom just turned 70. Yeah, man. Um, but yeah, thanks music, to yeah. thanks to Jack and Barbara for letting us practice uh, in those garages as as loud as we were, and I think so. For the most part, your neighborhood didn't care. There were there were like, yeah, we never got a complaint. There was we, one. There was we, one. We guy. got more friendly people. Yeah, yeah. There there were yeah there were a couple guys that were like yeah like keep it up guys or like some some guys would um come uh, come come from under the garage to hang out with us we, there were yeah. some characters dude, we would just always like, like see feet and like dude who the fuck is that <laughs> but we would just open the garage like we didn't care like all right go ahead yeah just to give them the context like we we would we wouldn't close the garage all the way and we wouldn't open it either we'd kind of just like open it just to let at least some air in i guess yeah like, I think we would open it like like a, a feet or two and then stop it right yeah mostly to get air wasn't about like uh, it wasn't about like the soundproof sound. or like we didn't care yeah. about like how loud it was. Yeah. We were just like, dude, it's so hot in here. Let's just open it. So yeah, you're right. Like when when we would practice, we would just um just see random pairs of feet like just shuffle in. Yeah, and, <laughs> and I would always see him first because I was a drummer and, and I'd be in the back. <laughs> there were two characters that I remember. Um, I feel like from that neighborhood when we were practicing. The first was that kid. Yeah, he was yeah. like his name was Jeff, right? Yeah, Jeff. He must have been like ten or eleven or something or. 
Like he was old um, enough to like get around and not yeah. like, his parents be like with him. Or, and he had he had guts to like just come up to us and like, hey man, yeah, I, I like listening to you play. Like, yeah. so that was cool of him. He was he was like a quirky kid, but um, but it was it was pretty funny. Like he he told us that he wanted to be a stand up comedian. <laughs> oh, that's right, dude. And I don't remember any of his jokes. I but, know uh, like he we have one on tape. I, f- yeah. I feel like he like someone recorded it, but yeah, yeah. like I, that's, I, that, I that's probably on YouTube somewhere where yeah. he's like just. Uh, we just let him in and uh, we let him get on the mic and like do it, do sure. a set. Because yeah, he, he, he started to come like every time we played. Yeah. Like it would just be a thing. Like when we played, we just expected him to come. And then there was another guy who was, who was, he was, was pretty cool. Was it my house or was it your house? The guy who like, who was, he, he brought his book of poetry and he was like, Hey man, I, I like, I like listening to you guys play. Um, do you mind if I like uh, let you hear this poem? And he like read us this like poem, and we were like standing around, like, uh, or like, oh, that's, that's cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> we we're like, kinda, I think he like just read his poem, and then he like just stared at us. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I, and I, I remember him expecting us to like. I think he was like maybe um, asking if we can put music to his poem, or I don't know. But he he like right. just felt like reading right. his, his poem. I feel like we let him sing with us one time too. Yeah, and he was like going crazy i don't remember what song we played he wasn't in i just remember him being kind of intense kind of like the uh the karate instructor in napoleon dynamite just like, yeah. <laughs> just kind of yeah. intense that sounds about right <laughs> like t- to be honest there was one time he he came by and he was wearing a kilt yeah and he was uh like bending over or whatever no yeah. he, he was like crouching down and when the garage opened uh dude i i don't know why but <laughs> my eyes like looked down i swear to god this motherfucker had no under on. I saw his balls just like dangling there because he was wearing a kilt, man. Yeah, you saw his balls. And like that was like the intro to seeing him that day. I don't know. When, when you mention that guy, that's like the first thing I think of. Oh, man, that's funny. But dude, I forgot about the poetry thing. Fuck, that was so weird, man. Yeah, I totally forgot. But we <laughs> we went on a tangent, so let me try to get us back to it. Let's get us get, we'll, we'll, we'll get to these. We'll get to those garage sessions because those, those were fun times, man. Um, yeah, I think about them uh, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> It seemed like I was about to like go like on a crazy story. I think about him like, sometimes. Like, yeah, not every time, but like sometimes. So what's what's your what's your earliest uh, memory of music? Like I, I think both of us. I know I know at least for me, um, I had I had an older older brother. So I think a lot of like the music that I, I was into just came from my brother. My brother mm-hmm. would always be like, "Oh, listen to this. Right. Listen to um, whatever Bel Biv DeVoe or like NWA, like whatever, whatever he oh, got yeah. his hands on, whatever he's into, he, he'd just be like, uh, yeah, listen to this. Um, mm-hmm. w- was that the same thing with you and your older sister, Carrie, or did you kind of uh, like discover music on your own? I, I, I remember riding in the car with my mom and she played, uh, KSON, which is country music. Yeah. 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 That was my first like memory. Yeah. Uh, was like, there like music, a specific song? Or it was just just country music uh, in general. No, I don't think so. I just remember like Garth Brooks was big at the time. Yeah, uh, and like the Judds, like Winona Judd, <laughs> like Alan Jackson, and like I don't know, I don't know, like, oh, ran, yeah. random people. Yeah. Uh, so that was my first memory of it, which I thought. I mean, like, I thought it was cool. I, I wasn't like super into it. I was just like, all right, that, that's yeah. fine. And then I think I discovered MTV. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't even remember how. Yeah. I'm sure my sister was like watching it or something. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, go, going back to first. First, going back to radio, I I think uh, your K- KSON, like for me, it was um, uh, Q106 was the, <laughs> the San Diego radio. What did they play at the time? Was it like top 40? Remember. Yeah, I think it was top 40. Um, and I remember like, I think 91X was already out, but I wasn't I wasn't um, into 91X. Like I, I was, 
at least when I was a kid, I was like, oh, that's like the that's like the scary music. <laughs> that's like the rock. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah, wasn't like I, the, the I feel pop like, uh, music. Like my parents never told me not to listen to it, but I yeah. always think I was like, I don't know if I'm allowed to do that. Like that's it yeah. seems like really intense. Whereas, and then you know, years years later, like many years later, we have our own band <laughs> that like wants yeah, to be featured right. on 91. I, yeah, I think like, one of our songs got on 91X or something right. like that. Yeah, but, they had uh, some local thing like for an hour. They play local yeah. music every Sunday. Yeah, and we turned it in just I don't know, just for fun or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, Q one hundred six, and of course, Kixie, uh, whatever, yeah. whatever everyone listens to, right. and then, and then, but you're right. Uh, I think MTV came next, like, because I think we are considered like the MTV generation, because I think it came out around like eighty two, eighty three, when because we were both born. Right. Well, you were born eighty two, and I was born eighty three. I feel like MTV was like eighty four, honestly. Oh uh, yeah, I remember like the first VMAs was like that same year. So MTV is an American cable channel that launched on August nineteen eighty one. Oh fuck! Oh, um, right. But uh, probably the VMA stuff is because they probably didn't have an award show yet. Because okay, yeah, I'm yeah. Because uh, that, that sounds right. When because uh, music videos were kind of just maybe slowly like trickling out. There wasn't anything to really award yet. True. Um, but then, but, and then Michael Jackson came on the scene, and then like, mm. I think he pretty much changed like like music videos were like started getting more and more cinematic. Right? Do you yeah. think Michael Jackson yeah. was the first guy to that, do that? That sounds about right. Because I, I know he even, like, uh, when he looked for directors, he would, like, look for guys who directed movies. Mm-hmm. Even guys who, like, directed commercials. Yeah. Like, I remember a story, like, uh, I forget who the, the director was. Like, let's say Beto, for example. He, 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 he saw a McDonald's commercial and thought, like, it looked, like, really like, cinematic. So, he asked who directed it. It was oh. that guy. And then he had that guy do the, the, the Beat It video or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he was, like, someone who, like, first thought of making it a story, uh, something to like be, yeah, like cinematic basically. I remember seeing the, um, cause Thriller was the big movie that like, or the big music video that felt like a movie. I really liked that music video and, and I even like somehow found the, uh, like the behind, watch the behind the scenes. Yeah. I remember and, that. Uh, well, th- maybe this wasn't until I was older, but I remember seeing like, um, he had a, a like a legit Hollywood director like John Landis uh, direct yeah. direct he, thriller. Uh, what did, what what movie did he direct? It was like like a teenage comedy. He no, did, he, no, he did like uh, Meatballs or something. He did Animal House, Animal House, Blues Brothers, American Werewolf in London, Trading I, I Places. Think that was all before fucking Thriller too. Wow, this guy, Three Amigos, Coming to America, Beverly Hills Cop oh, Three, man, that's right, and Thriller and Black or White. So. Yeah, he had a legit... It's a sick resume. Yeah, he had a legit director, dude, Thriller. I think we can both agree Michael Jackson was one of our first uh, introductions into like pop music, at least. Right. I, I definitely remember my sister getting me into Metallica and like rock music, because she was into that like at the time. Yeah. So I, I think I discovered that next. But the more I watched MTV... And like I'd be home like from school, right? Yeah. I remember MTV Jams would be on, and it was yeah. like three hours of music videos. Yeah. So that was where I discovered hip hop. Yeah, MTV Jams. There was also Yo, Yo MTV Rap. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's right. I think uh, Jams was on in the afternoon. Yo MTV Rap was on like at yeah. night. Yeah. And I, I didn't really watch MTV at night because my parents took the TV. Because mm-hmm. back then you you had to <laughs> let them have it. Yeah. So when I was home from school, yeah, MTV Jams would be on, and it was like legit like three hours long. Yeah. So I would just constantly see like hip hop. I don't remember like an artist to be honest with you. I just remember like watching it and just being like, "Damn!" I think I think maybe like Dr. Jane Snoop, like when uh, nothing but a G thing. Oh yeah, out. I think that was probably when I first started like latch on to like someone. So yeah, MTV definitely uh, kind of shaped the way we saw music. Uh, and mm-hmm. and al- along those same lines, um, Green Day was was the first like rock act I remember like seeing Basket Case. 
um, yeah, a long that, time ago. I think I think what I remember from that is being uncomfortable with it. I yeah, I was like, what the hell? Like, because <laughs> I, I, I yeah, because like I said, I, I had been listening to like Metallica and like let's say like Nirvana, or like yeah, like uh, rock like that. You hear that and you're like, why the things? Yeah, so fast? It, it it was scary, but because the video I, was really weird. It was too, weird because because I think uh, Billy Joel was like really really owning it, like acting like crazy and like yeah, ripping yeah. up his couch and shit. Yeah, and they gave like they 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 gave off like crackhead vibes too. They're yeah. really skinny and like. But I, I think I I think I remember liking that song too. Um, that I think that was the first. I I still wasn't like a rock fan at that point. I think mm-hmm. I was still like top forty or or like hip hop and R and B. Uh, yeah, because that was huge at the time. Yeah, but uh, Basket Case was the first one. Where I was like. Oh, this, this is actually like really sick. Did you used to record music videos? I used to do that uh, <laughs> on the VHS tapes. Ah, uh, man, no. I think I was always recording like a Monday Night Raw. But <laughs> well, what I would do though is I was do the thing where like, you put a cassette tape in like your tape deck, yeah, and then record the radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, my older brother did that. I don't think I was. Uh, um, I think when cassette uh, cassette tapes were around, that was a little too. I think I was still a little kid and I thought it was too, yeah. too complicated. <laughs> to be know. honest, I, I think what I remember doing actually was getting two two boxes. I one was playing the radio, the other one like was recording it. Yeah. And I would legit record the the sound of the speaker from the other deck, which sounds stupid right now. Like why would I do that? <laughs> like that, that wouldn't sound good at all. But at, at the time, yeah, like I I think I couldn't figure out how to do it on the actual tape deck. Yeah. Like this, it seems like, I don't know, like you can like set this up right now, like an inter- interface on like your podcast. But back then I was like, how do you, how do you push record and like get, get the yeah. fucking song in there? Um, but I was all about recording music videos. I still have, um, <laughs> it's probably still at my parents' house. I have like, um, EP tapes, which was like, like where you can record six hours of footage on a, on a VHS Holy tape. Holy shit, six hours? So I had like, yeah, I have like tapes that are full, like six hours each of just all music videos. No and it's all like, maybe it's all like. It's. I think it's all '90s stuff. '90s rock, '90s uh, hip hop, '90s R&B. But now you can look everything up on YouTube. But it'd be kind of fun to to go back and look at those. Yeah, just to see what your what your taste was. <laughs> yeah, what my taste was. And, and I think uh, as when I got older, I started getting like fancy too, like like trying to make it look, make, trying to make like cool cuts like going from like Beastie Boys sabotage and then it cuts to like Michael Jackson Thriller or something. Yeah, because yeah, like, yeah. I tried to make it like hip, look, yeah. look cool, like a cool uh, transition. <laughs> Let's talk about the drums. Um, when so I was that always your, your instrument of choice? Uh, well, it was funny because I was thinking about that. I, th- I figured you would ask me that, but the the way that happened was one day my mom was just because I, I was playing sports at the time, or like I was playing like little league baseball or whatever. And like one one day my mom was like, uh, "You should play an instrument." Uh, I think she asked me like, "What do what do I want to play?" But I think I had already had the idea of drums in my head. Never played before. Just the idea of playing drums was like cool. And also my at, at the time my sister was dancing in like this hula Tahitian group, mm-hmm. and like Tahitian music you have like drums that mm-hmm. uh, go along with it. Oh, and that's cool. how they that, that's how they dance. Yeah, and I think at the time the da- the group she was in didn't really have that many drummers. Maybe like I don't know, like one or two, whatever. And yeah. my mom was like, "You should uh, try to uh, join that and like learn startling drums that way." So I joined that, and uh, I-, I would just play like a like, like a little bass drum, and I would just get like a downbeat the whole time. Oh, just boom, 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 that's kinda. pretty cool. And I wonder if they, from there, I wonder if they have a. Do you think they have a video footage of that? Oh, of course they do. My yeah. mom has pictures of it. I don't. Yeah, dude, such a loser. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much something like that. And then, wait, so and then, so before you had your own like, so even before you like learned the snare drum or before you like had your own kit, so the Tahitian drum was your first drum. Your I think first so. Instrument? I think so. That's cool. How old were you? I want to say ten. Uh, I, I was definitely in elementary school. 
Yeah. I don't remember what grade though. Um, <laughs> That's sick, dude. That's actually yeah. really cool. Yeah. And I think at, at the time also I was into Wayne's world and like there was that scene where Gar did, did the drum solo. Yeah. And he ended it with like, uh, like thanks, I like to play. And yeah, he hit like the, like the symbol. Yeah. And for some reason, I thought that was so stupid. I was like, dude, I want to do that. Like, just to do that. That's like, the dream. Yeah, so stupid, right? And uh, she signed me up for drum lessons too, actually, like at the, like the local music store. And so when I when I went to meet the guy for the first time, he sat me down at the set and then he had to go do something. So he like left me in the room like by myself. I think my sister and mom were there too. And uh, the second he left, I was like, hey guys, watch this. And then, and then I went, thanks, I like to play. And I, I hit the symbol. And that was the first thing I did from, from my drum lesson. And like, Who it, you said hey guys to? There are other people my, in the room. My mom and my sister. <laughs> I probably didn't say that. I, mean, I, I like just, to play. Yeah. Thanks, I like to play. Did they get the reference? Of course they did. They're like, oh God, is this what we're in for? But yeah, but but then I took drum lessons on the set. Where'd you where'd you take lessons? Music Central in Mira Mesa? Yeah. yeah. Was it really? I, I think it was Music Central. It was... Um, Back in the old mall in Mira Mesa, I think it was like in the middle of the mall. Mm. I want to say it was like running like that Hot Dog Express or something. Like oh that. yeah, Hot Dog Express. So, that's where I used to get ICs. Oh man, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, ICs and um, <laughs> and hot dogs. For, for some reason, like they were famous for like their cheese sauce or something. Oh. I think I would like we would go to like I mean, to get a hot dog, obviously, but like first time like I ever had like cheese sauce on like a hot dog. Oh, that's what I remember. Oh yeah, I think you're right. And the first time I had cheese with fries was Boardwalk Fries. Oh my at god, at the mall. Dude, that's right. You remember Boardwalk that place. Fries? Oh, so good. So that's that's pretty early to learn your instrument. Uh, cause yeah, like thinking now, like uh, over 20 years now playing. That's crazy. Yeah, that's awesome. To do anything like over 20 years, I guess. Is, yeah. Um, and then I, I remember I joined concert band in like middle school. Did you go? What, what middle school did you go to? Uh, Wangenheim. So yeah, when I went to Wangenheim, I think I was still intimidated because I don't know. Yeah. It was weird. But uh, for percussion, it was kind of lame. Like we would play like tambourine a lot or like um <laughs> triangle yeah dude seriously triangle like th- th- there'd be songs where i only play triangle and i was like what the hell am i in i would have to count like 50 measures and i would get lost by like measure 24 you go ding and then you go thank you i like to play <laughs> <laughs> i never did that but that, that that sounds like something i should have done damn missed opportunity so when it came time to start our own band I was into Blink, but I, I I really started to appreciate Blink more like through Josh, because Josh would play uh, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. Right. I love that album. Josh, who, is, uh, who was the lead guitarist in our band, actually turned me on to uh, a lot of new music. Yeah, he did for me, too. Like, There's a lot of bands I, I, yeah. I wouldn't have even heard if he didn't play it. When we first met you, you used to work at Oscars, and that's when me and Josh approached you. Yeah, so like, I knew you were coming that day, so I was kind of like, whenever someone came in the door, I'm like, is that them? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> And like I, I never met Josh before, but uh, when I knew that it was you coming, like I remember like your face, so, like I, but that yeah, but we never talked before that. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, you guys came in, and then uh, <laughs> like for me, like it felt awkward at first because I was like, I know why you're here, but <laughs> how, how, how do we talk about? It's this? It's almost like getting set up on a date, right? Like it's just it's, like oh, you thinking back, this. thinking yeah. back, yeah, like it was like a blind date, kind yeah, of. Well, not even a blind date because we knew we. Yeah, kind of each other, but but uh, we just went up. We we just went up like to you, and we were just and I'm pretty like, sure like the first thing you said was like, "Hey man," and I was like, "Hey, hey man," <laughs> and like it, like it was like one of those kind of things, and it was like, "So who's yeah, gonna start this?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah we you, just you like started, nodded. You started. Like, you started. Yeah, we just like like yeah, we so. knew we knew what we were both there for, but yeah. uh, it was pretty much like, "Hey, let's try to practice." And then I think uh, as a peace offering, I was like, you want some breadsticks? Because it was so, (laughs) it was so easy to get breadsticks out. Like they didn't, like they made so many. It was like, here, just whatever. Um, I I don't think I even told my manager. I think it was just like, I think it was slow at that time. And I just said, here, here, take it. You're good. 
I'll see you guys later. He gave like us that. breadsticks, and me, me and, and Josh. And what you guys do with it? Me and Josh went, took the bag of breadsticks, and we went out to the parking lot and put the breadsticks to our uh, to our penises. <laughs> it made it look like they were wieners. Yeah, we were, like, I don't think you guys them. ate one. <laughs> we didn't. Yeah, I don't think we ate them. <laughs> free we just like uh, put them on our crotch and just thought it was funny to wiggle it around in front of people. <laughs> we just that's the guy highly inappropriate, highly, highly with, obscene, yeah. and like not funny at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny but i wouldn't give to see that oh man <laughs> like every car that passed by like yeah 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 <laughs> just holding the breadsticks to our crotch These are like buttery and greasy too what the fuck no but uh no our, our band evolved over the years we eventually became um it was just a three-piece at one point it was just me you and josh it was called half awake um, <laughs> i forgot about that name yeah i, I think josh awake. came i kind of like that name though this is hard. This is hard with the band but names. We like, would always, yeah, we would always have a, uh, it would always be a thing to come up with a band name. It was like the hardest thing to do. Yeah, ever. We, we had a lot of like, we could freestyle like a song, like no problem, but when it's like, what's your band ones. name? We're like, Bleh. yeah. I mean, like, there were, I mean, like there were some good funny ones that, I mean, I, I don't remember. There was now, Henny because there was like, <laughs> we found, we discovered this animal that was like half donkey, half mule or, or, or some weird thing. Sounds and, about right. and it was called a Henny and there was a picture of it in some like, um, in some animal biology book or something and we we're just uh-huh. cracking up right. about it so we we're like henny for like one gig injured list and <laughs> Ooh, wow good one <laughs> uh yeah i don't remember i, I wish um, i could remember them uh the next one super shredder but then but then we we're like uh that we can't be called super shredder then <laughs> that means we have to like shred on the guitar and be like it sounds more yeah. of like a metal band i mean we named a song after that right yeah we, we did ha- we did have a song called super shredder yeah, but the but the the next name that stuck was actually um, everything is Andrew. That, we we actually had that for a good while. Yeah, because that was when like, Chris Apuyan joined. Yeah, Chris Apuyan joined um, again. Who's our friend from the first episode? He joined our band. Th- then uh, eventually, Chris Chris left. We parted ways. Like kind of creative differences. Um, admittedly, the stuff I was bringing was pretty whack. Like there was a song called like Vegetable. Or, like, <laughs> do you remember that? I'm pretty sure. I, I, I kept trying like, to push for these like weird songs that like just uh, weren't, weren't, weren't that catchy or just weren't that likable. <laughs> and so, so it switched to me on the rhythm guitar and singing and, and Josh on lead guitar. You played the drums. Mark, Mark joined our band and played the bass. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually um, um, my little brother RJ started coming to our practices and, and uh, providing like additional vocals yeah, like uh, like if anything, he would jump in on like certain covers we did. Yeah, that that's probably what it was. Yeah, so it was, so at this time we started getting into bands like The Used and like Taking Back Sunday and right. My Chemical Romance, like those bands. And um, so we we started we started to get we still had like that that pop sensibility, but we we tried coming up with like ed- edgier riffs and edgier songs and like you know for like sure. this like for sure yeah the the screaming thing added like an edge to the, some of the songs um, and some of the right. bands we liked did it like Finch. And those right. bands, so um, RJ brought like that because I, I couldn't hit those vocals, and RJ could. So RJ would come on for certain covers, but eventually we were just like, uh, just be part of our band. Like you, you add like a an, an energy, like it was like a new energy. A lot of people connected with RJ on the stage with us. Um, yeah, because we always said we wanted to have it make it fun for people, yeah. and, and that's uh, when we called ourselves Jack's Last Bullet. If anything, those were the days when we thought that we we really can go somewhere with this band. At, at least, sure. like I, sure. I, I thought that. We had the chops. We had some songs, um, like our flagship song that you could. I don't know if we you should look tell up people to look it up. You can look it up. <laughs> but uh, we had a song called Tortuga, which was like a flagship song, just because we are called Jack's Last Bullet, and it was that whole the Jack Sparrow vibe we were, we were bringing. So Tortuga was like kind of like our Blink One Eighty Two has Damn It, so I always felt like uh, Tortuga was like our our Damn It. Yeah. If anything, look up the video of us playing it at Soma. Yeah. And we we made like a whole intro. And that's another that thing. So. 
so we got to play Soma. And for the people that don't know, like Soma in San Diego was was it was a big deal for us because that's where like um that's where like Blink One Eighty Two started out before right. they became big. Like they they all started out the Soma. It was always known that like that was the spot where yeah um, to a lot make of the it, I guess. And when we were a band, um, the there was a there was this record label called Drive Through Records. Um, and it had bands like like Finch, The Starting Line, Newfound Glory, Homegrown was on it. Yeah, Homegrown. A lot of these bands that like we that we kind of emulated their sound. Um, but these bands all played at the Soma too. So when we got to play the Soma stage, that's when it was like, wow, like we can really get, yeah. we, we can go somewhere with this. Yeah, band. I remember like it was a pretty like big it deal. was cool, man. I think I remember watching because uh, I think Jackie filmed like the whole thing. I remember like literally watching that like every day. Yeah, I work like, oh my god, I can't believe we did that. Yeah, and what's cool is like at that point because when we were we were talking about um, our band Annoyance earlier, where it was just all covers, all like newfound glory blink covers. Once it, once we got to Soma, we did we did a whole like 30, 45 minutes of our own shit, and and we, but yeah. we would always throw in one cover for fun. That was like our, our yeah. like our, our little gimmick was we would throw in one cover like. One gig it would be like a uh, poker face from Lady Gaga. Another gig it was like OMG by Usher or TikTok from not t- yeah. TikTok yeah from Kesha. It's, it sounds weird to say that now because yeah, because yeah, like TikTok new, is a social media platform. Back, back back then it was just oh, TikTok whatever. What were your favorite memories being in a in a band like Jack's Last Bullet? Oh man, as far as the best memories, I mean, if you think about it, the most fun time was like the drive to like the show because we would always ride in the same car. As far as I remember. Uh, yeah, that's true. we we didn't normally ride in the same car together that mm-hmm. that often, but when we were going to shows, we would do it to like bond with each other, mm-hmm. and we would listen to like n- nothing even close to like what we're playing. We would listen to like In Sync, we would listen to like um, Britney Spears and stuff like that, and uh, <laughs> we would always like sing along. I remember we we would always sing along to that Starting Line cover. Uh, Nothing's gonna yeah, stop nothing, us now. That was like our hype song, and we would always like hit every high note, even though we couldn't. And yeah. uh, I don't know. That's what yeah. I remember a lot. Just the anticipation of the gig, like yeah, I, I, we, I was really nervous. And we practiced uh, every Sunday in someone's garage. Or eventually, when we were starting to take it seriously, we started going to like hindsight rehearsal studio, right. which is where you still go to practice your drums. I know. Like um, I, I started going like a couple months ago, and I totally forgot about it. When I started going, I was like, "Dude, this has been here like the whole time," and I fucking yeah. like, didn't even think about practicing here. And uh, in addition to the car rides up, like the also. After the gig, when we're like, you know, oh, all, I mean, that, yeah. all the, yeah. the relief and anxiety is gone, and we're like, oh, we did a fucking show. That was fun. We go to Super Sergio's and eat Mexican food, mm. and carne asada fries. Mm. Yeah. But um, yeah, those were those were the good times, man. Yeah. Um, and just having that creative outlet—that's something that um, that's a, that's the one part of it I miss because that's not something I, I, you know, frankly, just to, like don't have time to like sit and like write write a new song. Yeah, I'm sure. But uh, just just those those times just just that creative energy of like and and you know usually uh for a lot of the songs it would like uh be jo- like josh brings a riff or something and then um and then i find like a cool chord progression to go with it and then we just like start sharing like different lyrics back and forth like josh like like this line so can you throw this in and right. and i'd somehow come up with like a melody or something but just that whole process sounds of, so weird like of coming to think together. of like us in that process yeah because you think of the song now and it's uh and like you're just so used to it but like thinking of like how we came up with it like i remember like people would ask us like how we like wrote songs yeah and uh like we'd usually say that that type of answer but when they asked like yeah like how we would write it it'd be like i don't know we just we just mm-hmm. freestyle yeah, yeah. like whatever we like and lastly, yeah just, keep it yeah sometimes we would just bring it um to practice and just like keep playing until we like until something clicked and it really uh it was just um 
it was always just touching to all of our friends would come out to all our shows and sing along to our songs and just make it really yeah, fun. Great. My favorite show probably was um, at the 710 Beach Club in uh, PB. That's when probably had to be like one of our last gigs, probably. Yeah, I but, think that's um, one where they f- where we filmed the Dark Passenger video. Yeah, yeah, when we filmed Dark Passenger video, we also did um, uh, Pocahontas Colors of the Wind cover that like that got a really good response. Like yeah, people were but clapping. That wasn't on video. No, that one that wasn't on video. But um, it, but that was the last time I, I was like, man, we have a legit thing going on. But right. you know, life happens, and uh, yeah, there, there really isn't a reason why we stopped playing. Like yeah. a, like a specific reason. It was mm-hmm. just the 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 era has fizzled out, <laughs> but. So yeah, um, there's no great even, story for it. Just, yeah, just stop playing. Even though, um, so even though our our musical journeys have ended, you you still you still stuck with music in in different right. ways because you you got your you got your degree in music right from um San Marcos. Yeah, like one day, like at like my full time job, I was just sitting there, and I had an epiphany that the only thing I really like is music. Mm. So I was like, okay, when you go back to school, just major in music. Like whatever, dude, fuck it. You know, because mm-hmm. you're always kind of like, uh, I, as far as I, as far as I think, when you're gonna major in music, you're kind of scared, like, what the hell are you gonna do with the music degree? You know? Yeah. But uh, yeah, like that's how I am with my English degree. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Uh, I mean, like, I, I, at least my job now is somewhat music. Like, yeah, I do some audio, but like, not not really. Mm. So uh, yeah, like when I had this epiphany, um, I was like, the only thing you like is music, so you should just do that. Fuck mm-hmm. it. If that's what you love, do it. even know now now looking at the, this list i kind of want to change it but uh but i'll just leave it because nope, it was my first instinct this doesn't necessarily mean the top 10 greatest artists of all time but just music that you don't want to get lost in time so some things cross over we might not um there's going to be some 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 surprises certainly and <laughs> there's definitely going to be some judging okay so who's your number 10 so again this is in no order but i'll go from the bottom i think <laughs> And <laughs> we should play Britney Spears for uh, the future generations. Ooh, wow. Think about her longevity, man. She was relevant for like a mm. good 20 years, maybe more, right? That's and a good I am one. definitely uh, not afraid to admit that I love pop music. Yeah, no, Britney's a good one. Pretty much, okay, so like pretty much every, think about every like solo female artist right now, right? Yeah. Minus uh, Beyonce. Uh, most of them want to reach Britney's level. Most of them want to emulate her style of like a stage show right yeah i mean i i, I have madonna on here too but basically like it's the same thing right you yeah. know just a, a different generation has like uh the quintessential female lead singer that's a that's a that's a really good one uh so um, yeah whatever you say i'm not gonna judge you bro i just said britney spears well my number my my number 10 is beyonce uh, because she's someone that like uh ha- has appeal like no matter what kind of list- yeah, like even your grandma to. knows yeah. about, about her and, and to me like beyonce can can be a bridge to to other artists so like you found mm-hmm. beyonce listening to beyonce they might discover like mariah carey or like whitney houston yeah that's kind of how i saw it like so yeah, find- no, beyonce is different because she can like dance too. yeah yeah so, so so that too like um she she also kind of represents when she was on destiny's child like the girl group phase, you know, like she can, she, you can go back and listen to Destiny's Child's old stuff, which, which I actually really like. Um, so Beyonce is on there for me as someone who they can find like a, like a strong, like female figure in her and like, uh, yeah, cause she's about positivity too. She's not like, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I have Beyonce on here too. She was like one of the first people I named. Oh, cool. Uh, I wouldn't I, say like that makes her. Well, we might as well, cause y'all, y'all, y'all already mentioned Madonna, who's not on my list, but that's a good one. Yeah. Cause, well, I think I wrote Madonna before Britney. Madonna was definitely like one of the 
Like think of like Lady Gaga. Yeah. But Madonna was a Lady Gaga before she Lady was. Gaga, obviously. Yeah. And and it was around the time we were talking about MTV earlier. Right. Like Madonna was like a huge Yeah, because MTV of MTV star. she got yeah. she got blown up. My number nine uh is Queen. Oh um, man, I haven't think about so, that. So um so Queen is I wanted them to get into Queen to kinda learn that like you know the anthem rock or like if if i want them to like think of like um just how to how to master your instrument in, in that sort of way like listen to these like guitar riffs and just songwriting right like just super catchy like anthems i mean talk about reinventing like they every new single was like a different genre yeah someone who i thought was going to be controversial i put <laughs> i put taylor swift on mine <laughs> t-swizzle <Okay. laughs> bro she's she's dope man because you she's, saw her live dude yeah she's someone that i feel like uh She's crossed over crossover different genres because I'm not that into country music. But if they wanted to explore country, like Taylor can be a gateway to that because yeah, she started true. out country. That's true. And just um, just as a female songwriter, acoustic guitarist, that could be someone that if they listen to her earlier stuff, like like try writing a song, write a song about a write a song about a guy, <laughs> <laughs> write a song about a boy that breaks your oh, heart. Man. But just from a That'd songwriting standpoint, because I I respect her as a songwriter too. And was that album 1980? Is it 89? Uh, yeah. The one with that album sick. With yeah, like blank space and uh, yeah. I think uh, when I because I I like <laughs> I made a playlist uh, of all our songs, right? Yeah, and I realized that most of the songs on it were from 1989. So yeah, uh, who who's uh? I know you're not going in order, but who would be number seven on your list? Yeah, this this be a good one. Um, I'll yeah, I'll say Led Led Zeppelin. Would be Ooh, one. I think the reason I thought one. of them, uh, I didn't listen to them a lot, uh, but it was more like when I found out that that was Chris's favorite band. I thought that was kind of mm-hmm. odd, but like, what really? And so like, I started checking them out. But yeah, like they they should be played because they bridged the gap as far as like rock music. They were like one of the Godfathers, I guess, of it. Like mm-hmm. them and yeah. uh, rock gods. I'm like 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 them and Queen, pretty much. But yeah, but they would also like, use like blues influences, Pink which Floyd, I, which I always thought guys, was cool. Yeah. yeah, Pink Floyd sounds right. Yeah, mm. they 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 played rock, but like if you listen to their their music, it definitely is heavily blues influenced. Like they follow like twelve progression or like uh 12 bar blues eight bar blues whatever if you listen if you actually listen to it like they pretty much do that style so i i feel like that's pretty legit for like a rock band to still be rock and have a, a genre like that in it my number seven is uh sam cook he's one of the guys that i i have like oh, a right couple of <laughs> i was like I, I think i've been looking at it this whole time yeah, right well he's one of those guys he's like one of those original soul singers and and he influenced the guy a lot of the guys that a lot of the vocalists you know the pop vocalists of of our generation yeah they definitely mentioned his but, name um, a lot. i just like the the tone of his his voice and his style but that could lead to like other like soul singers and other that could lead to baby the motown and stuff just listening to that genre yeah, if you, if you like if you like sam cook then maybe try like the temptations or like try it um so i, I put them i put them up there just like as just as a way to like expand you know try different genres that they might get into i respect that oh your number seven was led zeppelin which was a good one mm-hmm. um who's number six number six i was gonna say the beatles because they are literally the band that started pop yeah. music mm-hmm. so if you're gonna bring up pop music to people yeah uh definitely mention them yeah that was my number one um oh, so yeah man. we can no we can talk about the beatles now that's perfect um i i was never like honestly like into them like yeah. I, I was just aware of like what they brought to the the music genre or whatever yeah they're, like, they're, their their influence like is clearly like felt and uh still lasting mm-hmm. um but yeah for, i mean like for some reason i was i was never like into them i didn't hate them but um i know what you mean like it wasn't like a, oh like i wasn't listening to like 
the Beatles like religiously or anything. Yeah, like I definitely but, wasn't. If, if anything, I was like, oh, everyone likes the Beatles. I get it. Cool. You yeah. Know? It was kind of like, that's why like, I probably didn't really get into them. Yeah. Like I, li- I liked a lot of their songs, um, like Yesterday and Hey June. You know, like those ones. Uh, yeah, like uh, they literally like gave Twist you. And Shout. Was Twist and Shout theirs or was that yeah. a cover? Uh, was that... I, I don't, I don't know. know. That's a good question. But they like literally Come wrote. Together. They they gave people like how to write a pop song, yeah. like verse, chorus, verse, chorus, yeah. bridge here, intro here. Like they taught people like how to make a pop mm-hmm. song. John Legend, uh, John Legend, John Lennon with like um, Imagine, and uh, like even just yeah, them right? when they branched out to their own like um, solo stuff, like Bob McCartney yeah. and, and John Lennon, like just as yeah, just as songwriters and just like to me they were just they're like the they're like the Michael Jordan of music. Like that was like the standard was the Beatles just yeah. in terms of songwriting, basically. Yeah. Who's next on your list? Let's. Oh, oh yeah, that was your number six. My number six oh, was right. uh, Tupac. <laughs> <I'm all laughs> <laughs> Hit him uh, up. Yeah. Um, he's 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 the one rap act. I, I, I guess because uh, I didn't. There's so many different styles of rap, but if if you had to put one, um, I would put Tupac on there. You think Tupac? You think of West Coast rap like California Love, mm-hmm. but he wasn't even actually even from the West Coast, right? He's from New York. I know. It's like oh, I think it was like more like in uh, Maryland. Or so something. it's almost like uh, his influence is is spans like the just all East and West Coast. He's just he's like just a part of like rap culture and. And, you know, he has some of the fun songs, like, I Get Around, and, like, um, but then, and he has more serious songs that, like, that deal with social issues, like, Changes, and, like... Yeah, uh, Dear Mama. Yeah, Dear Mama, and, you know, Brenda Got a Baby. Just right. j- just as, as far as, like, the content, and even just his style, the way he... Um, I remember watching, like, Tupac Resurrection, or one of the Tupac documentaries, and yeah. I, I was surprised to learn that he, like, actually went to, like, Juilliard School, yeah. right? I think, and, I think that's where he met J- J.D. Pickett Smith. Yeah, and, and he was influenced by, like, Shakespeare, which was, like, totally different. Yeah. So that just, yeah. like, kind of just shows where he was coming from as 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 a songwriter, as a lyricist, like... Um, right. So I don't know. I, I put Tupac on there. Yeah, I, I don't have any I, rappers. I have, so, yeah, I mean. just if I had one rap <laughs> artist, it would be... Tupac and it was back and forth between him and Eminem because that was yeah, like, so, I don't I don't know if I could pick uh, one one rap artist. Uh it was like either like Tupac, Eminem, Kanye or Wu Tang or something, but I, I had to put Tupac on there. Yeah, I got you. Okay. Respect. Uh what's your number five? I think for five I'll go with um uh, Hollow Notes. And uh again, I didn't listen to them a lot when they were like uh I guess popular. Like I came around late, but uh, hearing if you it's like the Beatles like when you listen to Hollow Notes catalog you're like damn dude they have like a lot of songs that like were big hits mm-hmm. and if, if they weren't hits they're like songs that you sing in your head constantly they're like super catchy and I definitely latch on to them uh, especially because uh, Daryl Hall has this series on YouTube called Live from Daryl's House yeah where he gets like uh, artists to come in and like uh, Daryl Hall's band like plays the song that the artist who's visiting or whatever and like they fucking kill it and like it just um I don't know, make me really like a be a, be a fan, but but Hollow Notes in general is someone that you should play because that is a good one. I just like for me if, if I'm gonna play a song for someone, uh, I'm gonna play one that is I guess catchy. I think for me like most of the people I picked are like people that I like. I, I wasn't um, yeah something that I think someone should do or whatever. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> it was but like, that's a good one. I like, but it was just weird because like back in the '80s and '90s, I didn't listen to them at all. Yeah, and then uh, someone introduced them. To it's me, something you appreciated later. And I was like, "Damn, man! They, yeah, they, they have a cr- really good catalog of like uh, music. Yeah, and they still do it to this day." Go with number five. Mm-hmm. Number five for me is the used. <laughs> <laughs> I put the used on there. I mean, for you, like, um, yeah, they're 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 like a really big influence. Yeah, like I just wanted to put like 
give them like a, a different kind of rock because like uh, the use is all about like raw emotions, if, if, especially if you listen to like the, the first, the self-titled album. That's when they were like fucking, they were like homeless at times and they were just like, just super raw. Yeah. And, like I and, laugh at it, but like they really yeah. were. They, they used as, um, they used as just an example of seeking out just um, underground music, underground rock rock groups, like sure. indie alternative. They don't even really know how to classify. They're, they're just a rock band. You know, they never called themselves like emo or screamo or they're just, mm-hmm. I think, I think the use just considered themselves, they just play rock music. Yeah. And, um, and still to this day, if you listen to their stuff, it's just all all about just the emotion. They don't they don't do they don't do like crazy metal licks, but but their guys are like really talented on on their instruments as well. And just like as a vocalist, Burt McCracken is just like one of my favorite guys to listen to. Yeah, like his I, I voice think is so still, sick, man. Yeah, he, and he still does a live. Like you think like all the years of screaming. Oh yeah, and that's a good point because live music when you see the used live, it's like such like a, an emotional experience. Like I saw them last year. I was like you you, you like forget. <laughs> if you haven't seen them in a while, and then you go go to like the used and see them live, it's like God damn! Like, like oh, that's it. right. Yeah, it, it makes me, it makes you want to go back and play guitar again. It, when, oh, yeah, when there's a band like sure. that, when it's like you see them live and it makes you want to. Didn't see you coming. Who's when, uh? But yet, I, I, <laughs> but you did. I, I, yeah. Who's number four? On for four, then I would say Earth, Wind, and Fire. And once again, this Ooh. is someone I didn't listen to back then, but now I couldn't even tell you how much I listen to them. Like I play like all the time. Yeah. So once I got into like soul music and uh, like funk, um, they were pretty much like the first artists that I was introduced to. Like uh, my other friend, whose name is Chris, he introduced me to them. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, once I heard it, like he expl- uh, he like, explained to me like the grooves that they play. I got like really into it. And they are sampled so much by like artists these days, or at least in the '90s and I guess early 2000s. A lot of popular songs that you liked that that were popular when, when we were growing up, mm-hmm. they were sampled by Yeah, Fire. yeah, that's true. I, I I value playing live a lot as far as like um, people that I go see, and they hands down like have like the best live band. Pretty much every artist that you hear play live now, like they're taking a page from Earth Wind and Fire as far as like we need a horn section, we need this many guitarists, we need we not only do we need a drummer but we need a percussionist. <clears throat> if anything, I would tell someone to, to listen to them so you can see what a real like live concert is like. Yeah, that's a really good one. At my number four spot, I had um. um in sync <laughs> i don't know why i didn't write in sync but, but, I didn't, but I didn't, no but i don't but but now that i think about it just, just for fun just 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 because that's like our, our thing we just loved in sync but okay, that, that's it. not but 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 with some of the artists that we already mentioned like they'll find in sync um somehow i mean they're gonna you, hear you, it in sync because i'm gonna play them a lot yeah. it, it, it's not like i'm gonna but now you say that. but now that you say earth wind and fire i want to put them at number four but then but then i kept flipping it so i i eventually just put down elvis <laughs> I even think about that. Yeah. Well, because Elvis was the first song that I played with with Clementine. She sang along. Uh, I played uh, "Can't Help Falling in Love" with her on guitar, and he's just one of those guys where like you 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 hear you hear songs and I'm like, oh, that's an Elvis song. Uh, my grandma was was huge on Elvis, so if anything, it's just to carry on her legacy to her great grandchildren. Like, listen to Elvis, just yeah. listen to some songs. There's some yeah. cool. I mean, that's one way you can like, yeah, like bridge uh, family tradition and 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 music. Yeah, and it was one of those. He was like a little bit of soul, like rockabilly. Like he was kind of he was one of those like kind of genre bending type guys for sure too. Um, so I'll put Elvis there instead of In Sync. I'll take In Sync. <laughs> wow, what a what, what a debate that could be. Yeah, who's a better artist, man? Elvis or In Sync? I'm gonna put Elvis. Elvis. Like, Bruce if you wanted to have like, thank you very much. Who's your number three? Now, now we're now we're getting down to the top. Okay, three. okay. Uh, for this one, I will take your used 
and raise you a Blink-182. Hey, that's my number three. I, I knew it. <laughs> well, like, I, I was definitely going to put... my number three. Yeah, like, I was definitely going to put... I was definitely going to put a rock band <clears throat> going back to, like, what influenced us. It was Blink. Yeah. So, like, if anything, you can bridge between, like, what you played and then, like, who influenced you, which is Blink. Yeah, that's exactly like, why. Think about like, how many people started bands. Like, in, like, the cool thing to do now is, like, have a podcast, right? Like mm -hmm, this. Mm -hmm. But back in high school, the cool thing to do was being a band. Mm -hmm. And it was because of Blink-182. I mean, and you can say Green Day and other people, but... yeah. But like when it got popular with us in high school, it was because of Blink-182. Yeah. Like so many people like would only have three guys in a band because that's what... There has to be like thousands of bands that started because of Blink-182. Yeah, like I'm get, not even exaggerating. Like I'll have New Found Glory like, and All Time Low and yeah. the reason they're popular is because of Blink-182. Yeah. And, and and us included, we were part of that. And, and <laughs> For sure. They'll, they'll find Blink-182 and that, that could lead them to, you know, Green Day or, or, you know, other bands like even... Right. Like The Clash, like that can lead them to punk bands, like really oh, like yeah. old, old punk yeah. bands and stuff. And you can just keep going back but, and but further and further. Just for us, as like as far as who, who we were and who, who, we, who we gravitated to, Blink-182 is like just simple songs and just like just fun. Like it was just all about having fun and having yeah. a good time. I think it's one of the reasons why... Friends. Yeah, like I think that's one reason why we wanted to have a fun stage show or fun uh, uh, presence was because like I mean like Mark Hoppus and Tom are like huge like yeah with their banter back and forth was part of part of their act oh too. yeah yeah like uh, like you weren't cool if you didn't have like a funny line in between a song and just the songwriters too it, that was part of that that pop sensibility they wrote like really catchy choruses and riffs and like really funny witty lyrics um and you know travis mark mark and mark and tom you know were, were great songwriters in, in their own right um but um travis kind of gave them that street cred that we are actually like look at this guy yeah. can fucking yeah when travis drum. joined that that's when like yeah. they, they got like legit because their old, old drummer was just like he wasn't, yeah, he, wasn't he, was bad, a, he was a good drummer like uh, if you listen to the older like yeah uh, like i think dude, plus dude travis and stuff right travis just had like that it factor like in yeah. a way like it's not the other guy didn't but something about travis like made him yeah I don't want to say a pop star, but um, yeah, like someone that could cross over. Yeah. Um, so Blink-182 and, and the fact that they're from San Diego, you know, yeah, that, that, that was a big part of it too. It's like, oh, these, these guys were like from 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 our neighborhood like and and they they were they were able to come up from the suburbs like they were like bored suburban right. kids like us and then yeah. they, they started a band. Yeah. And, or like how we like Sergio's like we made that like because Blink and Sombreros, I guess. Yeah, they, they have Blink So we sombreros. tried to make like Sergio's our Sombreros. Yeah. Or whatever. Um yeah, it's funny. We both we both put them at number three. Uh, Blink one eighty two. I mean, I could have put New Found Glory, but because they're my favorite band, but mm -hmm. Blink was much more, um, yeah. I guess, popular. And I already said my number one is the Beatles. Uh, so you have two left now, or do you have uh, you yeah. have two left? Okay, who are your top two? So these two are basically my two favorite artists ever. Uh -huh. I will just say that Justin Timberlake is first. Oh, not first, but the one that I'll, I'll bring up now. I mean, like, I, I guess I could have put Insync too, but yeah. So Justin Timberlake, that's JT a good one. man, yeah, my boy. Uh, I would play him because essentially he's like the Beyonce like male artist right now. Yeah, like he has like a stage presence. He can dance. He can sing. See now, I want to replace Elvis for Justin Timberlake. <laughs> I mean, Justin is the Elvis of this generation. Because uh, yeah, because that's why I was like, they're like Insync. Um, that's why I put Insync because Justin was part of that. Like they'll listen to Insync and then find Justin. That's, yeah, if anything, that, that, you can that's just like combine it, with yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so J Man, J JT, was, JT was your number one. Uh, no, uh, number two and number one is I'm guessing MJ. It's Michael Jackson. Yeah. Okay. I used to always say Michael Jackson was my favorite artist, but then I thought about it and I was like, no, I think I like more Justin songs than Michael. But yeah. 
I mean, literally Justin Timberlake is copying Michael Jackson, right? Yeah. As far as like his beginning career or whatever. Yeah. And again, Michael Jackson was like the guy, the other pop artist that his stage show started like huge concerts. Yeah. Like if you look at his old footage, the dude played in uh, like Europe, right? And legit, it was like 100,000 people and they were like so happy to see him they passed out or like at least yeah that 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 was weird people passed out from watching right which again it's so weird because he wasn't like a sex symbol or anything it was just like his aura like made people like pass out he was a sick ass dancer yeah Um, dude like he defined like dancing for like like music videos right he defined like choreography like not dancing but choreography right like how many times have you copied a move from him because he did it so yeah he's my number one michael jackson should be on my list and he wasn't on my list He wasn't on my list because, uh, and it's one of those things where, um, hopefully, like listening to some of the other people on the list, they'll find Michael Jackson. You know, I mean, if you play Beyonce. the Beatles, you're, you're gonna mention, or like if you play Beyonce, I mean, yeah, if you play Beyonce, you'll find Michael Jackson. And, and the, the last person on my list, definitely, if you find the la- last person on my list, they'll find Michael Jackson. Oh, because we didn't we didn't get to who my last guy is, but Chris Brown. So so I, I didn't put Michael Jackson on my list, but the 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 last guy who. Um, I already said Beatles was my number one, but my number two, who they'll find Michael Jackson eventually Uh-oh. through this guy, is Bruno Mars. <laughs> yeah, oh my god, I don't know what you think of him, dude. Bruno Mars is Didn't my guy. Did you even think of him? Oh my god, um, fucking songwriting. Oh man, let me change my. He plays list, the drums, <laughs> plays guitars. He can play the keys. He, plays li- he has crazy everything. vocals. He can keep up with the Jabberwockies as far as dancing. So he he um right. he's kind of like he's like the next guy like like michael jackson was a sick-ass dancer and even dancers looked up to michael jackson you think musicians looked yeah. up to michael but also dancers <laughs> became dancers because of michael too but it's a good point and but bruno can get there get there too if you like look at some of his live performances and yeah he um one of his main choreographers um is on is on the jabberwockies it's phil right is that his yeah name? phil phil yeah and also kind of just the heritage aspect of it like he's half filipino um bruno mars mom's filipino so it's hey like so, someone someone who has our background can make it too you know <laughs> so so there's that and he's just an awesome, awesome vocalist an awesome songwriter and, and and it was and it was one of those things where since i didn't put michael jackson on my list but listen to bruno mars listen to 24 karat magic album from front to back mm. is fucking there's no filler you listen to there's only nine songs on 24 karat magic i was gonna it, say 10 but there's nine it won it won the grammy for for best album yeah, you listen true. to that shit from front to back, and it started with Uptown Funk though. I think Uptown Funk he did that with Mark Ronson. Mm. That's when he kind of found his new groove. His, his, his earlier stuff is good too, mostly acoustic and piano. Yeah, he's stuff. able to change. Uh, yeah, like, he was one of those that changed evolved, his, his yeah. genres. But when he when he came out with Uptown Funk, it was like, wow, this guy has a new vibe. It was right like now. global. It was sick global shit. Yeah, well, Uptown Funk and it had kind of like a throwback vibe, mm-hmm. and 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 you'll listen to Uptown Funk, and then and then that'll introduce you to. What was that influenced by? That'll lead you to the whole genre of funk artists and stuff. Um, so, so Uptown Funk. Like, he, that that kind of goes back to like Earth, Wind, and Fire type of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like uh, you listen to Uptown Funk. Where do you get this sound? I'll listen to Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah. Um, like it's all like, like he all like is about grooves. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like he, it's like kind of like syncopation or whatever. Like yeah. it's not each instrument is playing like a different beat, but like when it comes together, it's just like, it just meshes so well. And I, I think he actually like literally used like a Earth, Wind, and Fire it, one of his sickest performances is um, when he did 24 Karat Magic at the American Music Awards. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you remember yeah. that one. Oh, yeah, dude. I was so sick. I've like, seen that video any, a, a bunch if, of times. Yeah, yeah. If anything, if, like, Michael Jackson had his uh, his um, Billie Jean um, when he did it at the Grammys and he sure. introduced the moonwalk. 
Sure. Like if you if you watch the AMA, uh, if you watch AMA twenty four karat uh, Bruno Mars, dude, that that thing still gives me that, chills. That, I can watch that, it. That was a legit performance, yeah. And I think his band did, played live. It wasn't him like yeah, thinking like live. he like legit did. Everything. Jabba came out for everything. a little bit. They, um, right. In right. the end, in the end, they they kind of mixed in like an Earth Wind and Fire groove at the very end. So Bruno Mars is is my guy. Like if anything, man, didn't even think about him. I'm, I'm so mad at myself. <laughs> it's like you when I said Britney Spears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like when you said, said Britney Spears, that fucked me up because I was like, "Fuck!" In sync's on my list, but Britney Spears is better. Yeah. But then, like, well, it's like you mentioned, you, you, you told me to write ten people. I'm like, bro, I can write like fifty. Yeah. Like, what, what do you mean ten? The fucking used man. See them live. Man, if you want to talk about <laughs> going to see the used live, like one uh, one time, Neil, me, Neil's wife Lynn, and Chris Apion went to go watch the used, and uh, it's like it's like it's like a life changing concert. I remember like we all like went like in the middle of like the crowd, like in the pit pretty much. And the whole time we were in the fucking pit and I, and I normally don't do that. So I was kind of scared, but, um, we all like, I don't know, just fucking embraced it. It was legit. And then we met them afterwards and I, uh, I remember like I hugged them all and it was weird because I don't know, I don't, I don't know them and they're all sweaty. But yeah. I remember like you had the demo on you for JLB oh, and yeah. you gave them the demo <laughs> and like the whole night we were like, oh my God, what if they like listen to it? Uh, they probably did it. <laughs> probably not. But when you mention the use and like seeing that's them live, what that's what I yeah. always think of. Yeah. And now that you mentioned that, when I met Mark Hoppus, that was the most starstruck I've ever been. Um, it was at like a was this the parts of the Caribbean parts of the Caribbean premiere. I mean, tell like, him how you met him. Mark, though, Mark Hoppus was like walking up, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, Mark Hoppus, you're so hot. <laughs> I was like, I, lo- I love you, Mark Hoppus. <laughs> and he was like, that's kind of a deep voice to be saying something like that. <laughs> it worked. Like, it worked. All, 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 yeah, you just fuck fucking around. Um, and then when he, when when he got to me, uh, I was like, "Hey, Mark Hoppus, can I have a hug?" And he was like, "Absolutely, you can have a hug." We gave each other like a sweaty embrace. Um, and my lip was doing that quiver thing the whole time <laughs> that, that I do when I when I'm starstruck. But I got to meet Mark Hoppus, and I told him like, "Dude, I I own a Mark Hoppus bass," and I was like. Totally stoked, but that was one of my favorite oh, memories. And that's just the power of music, man. All right, Kevin, that was fun. Okay, yeah. Good Let's ending. go. And so concludes the second episode of the Mr. Embryo Show. I hope you had fun. Me and Kevin uh, certainly had a good time taking a stroll down memory lane, um, talking about our band. Um, you know, I'm not sure how many people would actually care to hear uh, about the rise and fall of a, a garage band that never made it. But uh, for us, uh, you know, being in a, in a in a punk band in the early 2000s was uh, one of the best times of our life. Um, and, you know, I'm sure other there are tons of other bands, kids that started a garage band that didn't really go anywhere. But, you know, that that doesn't even matter. What mattered was just just playing music, uh, writing music with your friends and playing shows and, and just uh, making memories for ourselves and for our friends and, and, and anyone that happened to, to catch one of our shows one of those nights. And, and the last part of it, the, um, the interview was, was really tough, creating that, that list of 10. And, you know, listening back to it, I'm already like thinking of, of things that I should have done. Maybe if I'm being true to myself, you know, as influential as Sam Cooke was, I think... Uh, Maybe Stevie Wonder was someone that um, I listened to growing up more than I did Sam Sam Cooke. I mean, the man's blind and he plays piano too, and he just has one of the most sultry voices um, out there. Um, maybe I had replaced Taylor Swift with Daft Punk because um, you know I didn't I didn't even think to to consider you know the future of being uh, you know EDM electric electronic dance music. Um, da- Daft Punk is definitely one of the pioneers of that, and 
you know, maybe they should be higher up. Uh, I'm sure the youths wouldn't be mind being wouldn't mind being replaced by Nirvana. They actually cover um, Nirvana's "Rape Me." I've, I've seen them cover that at a few of their shows before. And I think the main the main thing that I would probably change, if anything, putting Beyonce at number ten was probably way too low. If anything, she's probably should shoot straight to number one because just at the time I made the list, that uh, she popped into my head, so I I put her down. But then and then I started creating the list from there. But but the fact that I I even thought of her first when I was making this list should have been an indicator that she should have been higher up. I mean, we're always searching for you know we always question who's who is going to be the next Michael Jackson. You you think that there isn't going to be another Michael Jackson because you've seen people come and kind of have a shot at it. You uh. We saw a lot of parallels with, you know, uh, Kevin brought up Justin Timberlake and, you know, JT came from NSYNC and, you know, Michael Jackson came from uh, the Jackson 5. So there was that parallel. And, you know, JT came into his own as a solo artist and even even Usher had a run at it. Um, I'd say uh, when he came out with that Confession album. I think his confessions or confessions part two or something the the one with let it burn on it that was an awesome album and you know he himself is a good dancer and, and is still uh one of the best performers out there but really beyonce though when you, you talk about who's going to be the next michael jackson i really think that she's already here it's beyonce it's the same parallel coming coming from uh destiny's child and then breaking off into her own and just really becoming a powerhouse like uh if you do look back at uh that coachella performance that she put out um on netflix homecoming i think it's called that she directed herself also just just proves that she's just one of that the hardest working uh performers out there and she's got the vocals just crazy range of vocals and just crazy dance routines i mean she really is um she's the queen she's the queen bee uh maybe kanye did have a point about <laughs> she's the greatest of all time that was just not the the place to do it to interrupt uh taylor swift's vma speech poor girl if anything it did make taylor swift stronger uh, <laughs> she came back and she became the fierce woman she is now but really this was hard like just 10 10 artists is not enough even journey weezer dashboard confessional uh, Megan Dia, I've seen them so many times live. Jason Mraz, who he, another uh, singer singer songwriter who's who uh, started out here in San Diego, and then you can go into like Frank Sinatra, like lounge singers, Michael Bublé, and then um, what other rappers are out there that, like I said, Tupac was the 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 rap artist that I put, but there's also there's still there's Run DMC, you know, pioneers of rap, M- Eminem, N.W.A., Notorious B.I.G. Kendrick Lamar, Childish Gambino, Anderson Pock with the funk style that he's bringing. Black Eyed Peas, that was another group that uh, I mentioned that um, my older brother introduced me to a lot of this music. But uh, the Black Eyed Peas was it, he he introduced me back when they were when they came out with Joints and Jams um, before pre Fergie. I mean Fergie was cool too, but but pre Fergie. Uh, felt like more like a traditional hip hop where you can freestyle and b-boy to it. Thinking about MTV, I remember the scenario music video was like a it felt like an event because it was like a a couple groups. It was like Tribe Called Quest and then at the time Leaders of the New School where Busta Rhymes was from and they just collaborated and made this crazy music video and I remember that being pretty insane. And there's, there's the girl rappers too like uh Missy Elliott, Nicki Minaj, now Cardi B. I don't know if my daughters <laughs> we can listen to Cardi B right now. Maybe some sometime in the future because uh, I, I really do, do think she has a sick style. I don't know. There's so much. And again, Wu Tang. 
um the beastie boys i was uh, i was a huge fan of the beastie boys with like the intergalactic and the sabotage and brass monkey was one of my favorite songs for for a while i was obsessed, I was obsessed with brass monkey radiohead's up there they're another band that kind of bridges uh generations uh janet jackson prince david bowie winnie houston aerosmith Maybe I'm just thinking of like <laughs> uh, MTV music videos now, but um, Ariana Grande, you know, I, I think Ari, people kind of dismiss her. I feel like she's almost underrated still. Me and my wife went to see her in Vegas and that is just a little girl with a big voice. And if you look at uh, look at the song credits, she writes a lot of her songs. And um, I've even seen videos of her editing. She's in Pro Tools, like editing her own shit, which is impressive too. Um, the Beach Boys. I remember I was into the Beach Boys maybe because uh, Uncle Jesse from Full House, J- Jesse and the Rippers. I remember the Beach Boys <laughs> and they sang Kokomo and I was like, hey, that song's sick. And going back to NSYNC, I know uh, another, another another act that, you know, for people that that didn't catch on, that, that did, did, didn't get why people were so into them. Um, and NSYNC really was... They they admit they were they were influenced by groups like uh like um Boys to Men and New Edition. So it's important to know those those groups as well. And you know, of course the rivals were Backstreet Boys who who came a little before them. And Backstreet Boys, there's that ongoing debate who's better, BSB or NSYNC. Um, you know, BSB has the hits. I I, I still respect them as a group. But um NSYNC man was an experience. If you think about people still remember NSYNC and think about them. They really only released a trilogy of, of their own, uh, like a trilogy of albums. And, and then plus a, a Christmas album, which you should listen to the Christmas album. We listen to it every Christmas. But seek out their live performances, though, because they were, they were just an experience. They were one of those. Their their choreography, like, blew BSB out of the water. You could tell they were influenced by um, Michael Jackson. I can go on and on about NSYNC. <laughs> I, can, I can probably have a whole... I probably should have a whole podcast dedicated to NSYNC. Who knows? Maybe I will someday. And actually, um, there are no strings attached album, which, which is just a monster album. Um, it, it was their their twentieth anniversary just passed, so it's uh, it's funny that we're just uh, I'm bringing them up right now. Man, NSYNC's gonna live on forever, especially with the you know the bye 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 dance. Everyone's gonna remember that. That's even like the the Seahawks did it in the end zone. You know, it's just such an iconic dance and. You know, every April 30th, everyone's going to, the Justin Timberlake, it's going to be May. Memes come out every year, so NSYNC's going to be here to stay. <laughs> if you if you learn anything from this podcast, is that me and Kevin love NSYNC and we love Blink-182. You could probably listen to this whole podcast and take a shot. Every time we mention Blink-182, you'd probably get pretty drunk. But this was fun. Uh, like I said, especially now, it's important to go back and... Just experience music again if you're going through rough times. Um, there was a kind of this thing my, my wife shared with me recently. A bunch of celebrities got together and they spliced together. Uh, they they all uh, took took turns singing different parts to John Lennon's "Imagine." When I first saw it, I I I, I got kind of choked up, especially thinking about now, like how you know going back to the alone together thing. How we're kind of alone. We're, we're not allowed to be around other people right now because of the, the coronavirus, but music is something that can bring us together. Um, so with that, man, just, just you know, you don't have to agree with anything that we said, but if anything, think back to the, the artists that you cared about growing up and that, you know, that your your parents or your older siblings, like, passed down to you. 
think of the music that you want to pass down to generations. If you want to even like hit me up on like uh, Instagram and Twitter at Mr. Embryo and let me know what are the 10 artists that, that you think uh, should live on forever. One of those that I, I forgot to mention was Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, I feel like they're one of the greatest rock rock acts of all time. Kind of like funk, rock, like everything in between. They uh, have one of my favorite lyrics about music in their song Can't Stop. And it's, music's a great communicator. Use two sticks to make it in the nature. Keep listening to music. Keep making music, writing music, playing music. And take care of each other. All right? Have a good one. Say bye, Clementine. Introduce our crew. We got Spider Mark Edger right here on the bass. Creative genius Joshua Josamonte. We got RJ right here. Vocals. Yeah. Heart and soul. I'm Neil. Hi, my name's Neil. And then my favorite is the star of the show right here. It's Kevin Dodds.